Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, 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 help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Anise, Justin, Jordan. Tuning in, um, we're one day close to the longest day, and it's pretty brutal out here. So um, all we can think of is water, water and water. cooling off. And so, speaking of cooling off and watering, um, is we wanted to talk today about um, oyas, and that's spelled O L L A S, and it's what is an oya? What is an oya, Jordan? Spanish word for uh, like jar mm-hmm. or bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shaped round with a narrow neck. It's a clay, unglazed clay pot that we bury into the ground um, up to the narrow neck. You want to make sure it is unglazed because it does need to be porous. They are fired and, and hardened, but not glazed, um, which means that the water will seep out, which is great because we use them in the garden. Um, we take advantage of that. Yeah. There was generally about five different sizes, but that got it down to three. We have a one-gallon size, a half-gallon size, and one and a quarter quart size, which is great for containers because sometimes the they're long, vase-shaped. Um, the other ones are better in container plants. Mm-hmm. And so, where can you get where can you get the oyas? Uh, we carry them in an online store, Urban Homestead Supply. Mm-hmm. Um, dot com, com. Um, They range in prices, size, and obviously shipping. I remember we, uh, how long we have been using them? Um, so we've been using them for about 13 years, um, and nobody knew what they were. Um, Anise found them, uh, one of the, we, dad would always challenge us to continually improve the homestead. And it was like every, I think, I don't know, we had new projects every year, like constant, constant improvement. And being in California, water is, is like a severe problem, the lack of water. Um, often people say, why, why haven't we spent more money on like rainwater catchment when we actually spend more money on gray water and uh, water reclamation? Because you could spend a lot of money on rainwater catchment, but it doesn't rain. rain much here. So we spend, you know, we put a lot of effort into actually how to make efficient use of the water that we put into the garden. And so Anise, and one of the many extensive, Searches there's got to be something new out there that we can do. We so. found a new old 
technology. It's not new. It's been used yeah. for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, I believe they're still like digging up, you know, Earthen uses wear. of them. Yeah, yeah earthenware uses of them in like India, China, Rome. Um, it's it's a common what, what it was commonly used in, in ancient technologies. Yeah. So I came across a you know one of those prehistoric GeoCities website and talking about how Oyas were used in um, being used by the Peace Corps in Africa. And so I was intrigued by that and I wanted to find out, you know, could you make your own? Who sells them? So I did some research and found some guy in New Mexico. But he didn't have an online store. I think it was just like he was showing them or sell making them and selling them locally. I'm not quite sure. It was very, you know, I think I just emailed him and um, said, hey, can we buy some? He was like, sure. So we bought some and then I blogged about it. And then, of course, it created an online stir. Um, everybody was like talking about, you know, what are, you know what is these things that the you know the homestead's using and so um now over a decade later i've seen them, them on home depot amazon and two values are yeah, selling everywhere so. now but they we were we they're were quite using expensive, them but they oh. last forever as long as you don't hit them with the shovel mm -hmm. and you oh, drop them, them. <laughs> and so what, what would be some of the advantages of using them are um they don't work for everything but they do they work very well in containers because it mm -hmm. keeps the center of the pot moist because in the hot summer here pots dry up and water runs down the side so you put the you bury the oya up to its neck you leave a little bit opening and you fill it up with water and it keeps the center really moist and wet for the peppers and tomatoes they're about 50 maybe 75 tubs you can use whiskey barrels you can use any sort of pot and they saved us a ton of time and water and mm -hmm. energy and what are the some of the disadvantages? Um, the only, the major issue we've had, I've had, is slugs and snails. They like the cool, damp spots to hide in. So what to do is fill it up, wait till they crawl out, and kill them with the scissors. <laughs> and then and Jordan, we get a lot of questions of like sometimes we're of course we're in the dry climate, but what about somebody who's in a, in a wet climate? People have concerns about mosquitoes. We don't have a, a, a terrible mosquito problem. If, if we notice something, as my brother said, you just kind of fill it up and flush out the, um, the larvae. But it's so dry here that water doesn't sit around. it doesn't sit around long enough to actually grow mosquitoes. But if you live in an area that, um, you know, there's quite a lot of sitting water around, you definitely don't want to use the OES to breed more mosquitoes. Um, you don't want to put anything in it because it'll, it'll clog up the no um, fertilizers. No fertilizers don't don't clog up the pores of the um, the clay. So often people will put a rock on top cork, and uh, piece yeah, of wood, piece yeah. of wood, cork, just something that keeps the mosquitoes from entering. So you just go around and and, and put something on top. The other uh, we don't deal with, but we have to warn people. You don't want to use them in areas that um, you can use them in areas that freeze. But when the ground thaws and freezes and thaws the it hits yeah the water freezes it can cause them to crack mm -hmm. and explode so often if you're in those areas where the the soil gets frozen all the water gets frozen dig them up store them for the winter plant them back in the spring and that's the best that's, way to and they, if the, you do that you'll they'll last like, like my brother said people like how long would these last as if they would disintegrate they are fired they will last thousands, thousands of, years. of years as long as you don't damage them um, you can damage the rim because we have a bunch of, we keep all the damaged rim ones. Um, well, the thing is because I have a watering wand. Yeah, Justin cracks them every once in a while. It's a metal watering wand and if you don't hit it exactly, you'll chip off 
chip off the flute or the, and so they've got all these funky edges on there and then occasionally I'll walk. hit occasionally I'll hit one with a shovel and that'll be the end of that one but <laughs> and when I turn over the bed. But um, basically the ones that we've had for thirteen years are still They're here. Still fine, yeah. So um, we use them in the I see we use a lot of them in the front yard for the edible landscaping around our what is what are we growing them around in the front yard? They're great for roses. You put one between the roses, about two or three feet apart, and then put away in the middle. And I think so we have uh, for our edible edible flowers. In the summertime, the roses need some water, lots of water. So um, that uh, we put it around the herbs, herb garden, because herbs are perennial. You fill them up, and they'll they'll crawl in and just fill up all the spaces. Mm-hmm. They do not necessarily work for shallow rooted crops unless you plant directly like one foot around it, but on a three by eight or four by eight bed, the oil will um, not reach the edge. The water will not reach the edge. So it works for the summer veggies, tomatoes. Uh, we plant four tomatoes around one oil, and basically that's the water the system. In the containers, we have four peppers or four eggplant and one oil in the middle. That, that works. It's great for those plants like tomatoes because tomatoes like to be feet wet their and their are, leaves dry. Yeah. If you if you get the tomato leaves dry, uh, wet, it yeah, causes blight. all blight, mildew. So you don't want to water a tomato plant like you know. And squash too. And squash. So squash. it's great because you just go right into the middle of the plant and fill up the oil. There's and, no guesswork. And it's happy. Right there. There's no guesswork about how do you know if it's empty? Fill it up with water. Water comes out. It's full. So. And yeah, and people we, like them. Okay. Oh yeah, no, we uh, we kept a lot of charts early mm-hmm. on, like we've been using 13, 15 years, mm-hmm. and as as we were pushing ourselves to more harvest, when we were challenging ourselves for eight, six, eight, ten thousand pounds, we were increasing our yield, but our water usage chart was going down. So I think when we reached our most um, our highest harvest, we actually were using half of the water than we did when yeah, we got like the first 2,000 pounds. We tripled our harvest, but half our water use. Mm-hmm. So, and what is our water? I mean, for we have California water rates, it's about 900 a year. It that, went up, it went up because of the drought and the cost. Yeah, but I meant but for family, volunteers, events, animals. It's less than a thousand dollars a year. Yeah, for so. a year. So, that we do think the OES oh yes, definitely helped. Yeah. Oh, they do because yeah. there's no guesswork. Thousand dollars a year for a place like this, and we grow that much. Yeah, they're eighty-four. I mean, eighty. They say you know, there's a lot of uh, stats out there, especially um, they've done some trial, like uh, plot trials with ir- the drip irrigation, um, the oil irrigation method versus drip irrigation, and they say they're eighty percent more efficient than drip irrigation. But we've heard people combining both. Um, the oyas with drip irrigation. You so have to go around and fill them up by hand, yeah, but is, if you did it, it automatically, is labor intensive you have to fill it up so our whole yard is hand watered and some people if they have a drip have a put an emitter on top of the olla so that it will fill it up mm-hmm. we could do that but our the containers are hard to do that because they move and we like had that. a running joke uh when dad would do interviews and and people would say oh you have an irrigation system he says no i have a justin yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it's my job it's summertime it's fine i mean if summertime it's full-time job with the rain, we got, didn't have to water so much this winter, but was able to water late and water early. Yeah. You know, but the oil is pretty helpful. There's no guesswork. There's no. 
and we use those oyas a lot and we call them self-watering containers or we make a self-watering container using take, the oyas. You take a regular nursery pot and put mm -hmm. an oya in it and now it's a self-watering container. So it's very, very uh, simple, no frills method of self-watering containers because they have all these make your own, do it yourself, cut all these things, drill all these holes. Basically, basically take a standard nursery pot, the bigger the better, put oil in there, and now it's self-watering. Self yes. Yeah, we also want to point out um, not using them near, near um, trees that could get very big and woody. Um, you can start a young tree with it, but you definitely want to pull them out because tree roots can be aggressive and mm -hmm. they will be drawn to the water. And yeah, wrap and around it and crush it or trap it's it. A, we are in a desert, so they get to the water. But the, I've, I've used them on young trees, and other people have used them on young trees as long as you remember to take them up, or if you don't care if they get crushed by the roots. But now, what if somebody says, Oh, I'm smart, I'll mix water with fertilizer and yeah, I'll, I'll don't feed do that. the I've roots? Tried it. I, I thought I was got a good idea, and I put some fish fertilizer in there, and that thing never drained, so it clogged up the pores. And it basically ruined the oil. Yeah, scientific capillary action. Yeah, so it, right. the, the more the soil dries out, the more water it sucks out. If the soil is wet, then sometimes the water will either go back or it just doesn't pull out the water out the, of the pot. Number one question, how often you fill it up? Depends on the water. Depends on the weather. Depends on the plant. Depends on the pot. So, yeah, but there's so no guesswork. You mm -hmm. just fill it up. We have people fill it up, leave town for a couple of days, the water comes out. Out they like it because they can leave it to whoever's watching their house. Yeah, just fill up all the pots. Fill up all the yeah. earthen pots. So when we traveled, you said, well, here's here's 50 pots. Just fill it up till the water comes out. There's no mm -hmm. there's no guesswork. There's They're no, everywhere in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> you walk in the yard, it all is, is everywhere. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to hear. Sometimes it's hard to see them. So mm -hmm. I actually hear them. Mm -hmm. I run the hose on there, and then you can hear when the water, because the, the tomatoes and peppers beats it, I have the hose on. And then you hear the water change. Mm -hmm. You hear the water says, okay, there's the oil. Because mm -hmm. you have to bury in there. Mm -hmm. And then you can start here changing when it fills up. And then when the water comes out, you can change. So sometimes not even by sight, I do yeah. it by sound. Some of the, I think what we find hard is having done this for so long, you actually have to remember exactly like everything. Because the other day, somebody did come up to your house and they're like, What's all the stuff in the yard? And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And they're like, all the stuff buried. And I, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And oh, oh, yes, right. That's right. They're out there. I mean, to me, I see them all the time. I just think it's it's normal. And well, it's also not. because the place is overgrown. Yeah. You, you lose track of them, and they sort of hit in. Mm -hmm. And then when they fill out, it's, uh, and then when they, obviously, Well, the lush of the place is where the oh, yeah, is. <laughs> there it is. It's in the lush. But we have a lot of videos. Um, that's, uh, they're all they're shown in the media. Dad did show the media a lot. So if you watch some of the media pieces, you'll see Dad and demoing them. But we blogged about it. it. Go to the website, search Oya, O-L-L-A-S. You'll find it. Go to our YouTube channel. Justin has demoed it several times. So if, you know, it, it shows, you know, we have charts online as and well. And you can come and see them here at the homestead. We have them. By appointment. By appointment. <laughs> you can come and purchase them. We've got a shipment in from our friend in and uh, we'll carry them just one time this year, so while supplies last. I think we had to learn how to actually get them shipped in, because when we, when we were trying to negotiate how... Well, first they drove them in. The guy actually would load them on the back. Like, he had an RV. He'd mm -hmm. load them. He'd wrap them in clothes. Mm -hmm. And he would, we, we would get all these clothes. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. 
uh, he would deliver them personally. And then he says he couldn't, he could not do it anymore. So he rising, shipped them. Rising fuel yeah, so he would ship them, and we had we had to work out how to ship them. They come shipped <laughs> in pumpkin boxes. So you know how you go like to a store, like when it's around Halloween, mm-hmm. they have the pumpkin box out there, the cardboard pumpkin box. So he buys pumpkin boxes on pallets and wraps them in there, and we, and we get like a box of pumpkin design stuff. It's and they're still wrapped in clothes, and so we also still, go shopping yeah, too. Because they, they get clothes donated Skirts. to this place. And Justin got some camel pants. This one he scored. And some... It feels like one of those uh, Christmas barrels. So like, yeah. <laughs> I just can't give him my size and my yeah. style. Yeah. I wish I could, but I don't. But what's weird is when we ship them out, we use the same clothes. Mm-hmm. And we hear people's feedback. They say, oh, I got well, some like, awesome clothes yeah, in there. Well, like he actually was so... Size, <laughs> 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 Next time, can you send me a dress in this size and this clothing? Preferably vintage. We're reusing packing. The hardest part about what is, is shipping it. We shipped them all the way to Australia. We shipped them to New Zealand. Um, they, they're not heavy, but they are fragile. So even though you put one oil in a box, you have to fill it up with packing material. So the shipping is expensive, but and then shipping material, so that's why we use the old clothes, uh, the old uh, cardboard to pack it up. So it is, it's quite, they're quite fragile, especially shipping companies can drop them. You put like fragile, fragile. all over it, <laughs> and then just like it comes back and it's like shattered. I know some people can make their own, yeah, I know some people are making their own with two, two like pots, but or I don't. You can throw, throw your own. You can throw your own, yeah, if you've got a kiln, that'd be nice. Yeah, um, you can, you can make, mm-hmm. you just want to make sure that whatever material you use, you don't want to have uh, clay that has lead in it or mm-hmm. chemicals, because it can, so you want to mm-hmm. see you get a good source of these are lead-free. These are lead-free OEOs. And uh, there's a lot of tutorials now that it's uh, popular. <laughs> I know, like so. 15 years later, yeah, it's, 15 years. everybody's doing it. I know, everybody's doing it. So that was, it was pretty, I mean, it's pretty exciting to say, you know, you found something now that, you know, it's like, wow, it's, they're it's all so, over the place it's now. It's so simple so. and it's so brilliant and it works. Sometimes some things don't work. Some things, for us, sometimes it's hard to keep things working, like, it, it, you keep we use it, it and then we kind of yeah, fall out of it. Using it. it. Mm-hmm. it does work and, you know, it, however, they're quite expensive. However, they will last forever. Yeah, no, so you're right. Because, like I said, it is investment, but they're worth it. Because, like I said, sometimes, you know, an investment on some of the t- times we buy things in the homestead and we'll use it for a couple years maybe. I don't know. And well, then we get busy. Or it breaks. Or it breaks. And now, but these ones, we're using them and we are still using them and we're going to continue to use them. There's no, like, oh, well... That was nice, but it kind of doesn't work now. But now these ones really work, and so it's, really it's like the guy commented that uh, the peppers look better than his peppers. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, the, he was well, being cranky about it yesterday. So, I was like, I was, <laughs> so I was putting. The, yeah, I was gonna go up and put up the chickens. You, know, you yeah. got the second part. Oh, he, yeah, already, second. he was already you know, was like, cranky at me about his peppers. peppers. Like way before Justin, and he was they sitting don't there going, like "Mine don't look like this." I'm like, "Yeah, it's probably." I was like, "You can talk to Justin about it." I don't know. He's like, and then he brought it up again. And he kept going. I think it was like 20 minutes with me, and then I went about my own business, and then he's you know cranky at me. His peppers aren't as good as Justin. I was just like, well, "There's some beautiful peppers. They're like store quality peppers." Because I planted them because before there's him. Some things, some things work. <laughs> and this, this, these plastic tubs with the oil in the middle and peppers. It's they love like, it. There's no guarantees, but it's pretty. They but, look pretty good. But here, tell the story. 
for years and years and years. How many have we been here? 30 years. And it's we've planted peppers yeah. in the raised bed in the garden and we could not grow. We'd get little peppers. And then we'd grow the Italian ones. The, but, so then we said, forget that. We couldn't grow bells. Yeah. We couldn't grow a bells for our life to cut out. So then we went for the long ones. Yeah. Then you, came, you, like I said, you got the oils and then you got the containers and you did that method. And now we got beautiful. We got beautiful. We, yeah, I, mean, one, I mean, they look one, fake. Uh, thing said, their peppers were too far apart, mm -hmm. you know, so they see how we grow them mm -hmm. and or the eggplant, whatever. But peppers work in containers peppers, very well. Mm -hmm. Tomatoes have mm -hmm. hit and miss with the. The they season have to be, is weird. No, it has to be a smaller, determinant mm -hmm. uh, cherry tomato. Tomatoes are a little bit more finicky than bell peppers or peppers. So we have like 250, 50 or 60 black pots with oil in the middle. How many gallons of the black pots? 20, 25 gallons. And four, three or four peppers in each box. So 200, 250 peppers. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably use every single one of them. Yeah. And they do look pretty good, if I may say so. Like, <laughs> Enough to make people not crazy. Not counting the peppers oh, no. before they pop. No, they pop. There's, they look there, good. there's a lot yeah. of well, harvest, so I was brag. just looking at them there. When you start bragging, like, you get in trouble. I know. So, Why the what's the biggest mistake a gardener can make? <laughs> bragging. He's in control. Yes. They, they currently look, look good. gorgeous. Okay. Check bags. Stay tuned for the next episode. Well, they just yeah, because Justin said they look good. Because you just changed it. No, but as of now, they do look good, but you never know. Yeah. So, but you wouldn't use them for like you were saying. You wouldn't use them for like lettuces unless you clustered them because it would work in the pot. It would work in the container. Because you're clustering. Well, because it won't. But it would not work in a four by eight bed or three by eight bed. So there's diagrams where people like cluster. Not only they cluster the plants, but they okay. cluster they the They don't work for the way we grow lettuce, because yeah. we grow large amounts of lettuce for harvest, yeah. but yeah. there was a, a friend of ours who actually grew he lettuce with oyas, yeah. mm -hmm. and he says he he watered it, left on vacation, in the middle of the summer came back, they were still wet. He clustered yeah. them. Yeah. You can if do you it right, we just have it, high you just production. We grow differently than yeah. normally. Yeah. So, however, why you put the row of oyas down the middle, mm -hmm. plant around there, you plant tomatoes, then the whole bed is covered. Yeah. You don't have to plant. So people say, how how far do they water? How what, how? It's about how two far? foot diameter, mm -hmm. depending on the size of the oya. So two feet diameter is the max. However, if you plant within that area, mm -hmm. and then the peppers and tomatoes and cucumbers and squash, eggplant, they work well for that. Some of the shallow rooted stuff, not so much, but. Yeah. So, yeah, so we were like I said, we wanted to do a special podcast about the Oyas because it is um, summer, we, summer yeah, and still in the desert, and it's about all about water. And, and it's currently ninety something degrees. And we probably like said we'll see cool. a drop of rain possibly till October if we're lucky. Uh, usually we get not. A monsoon, uh, flow not. from the south. The thunder boomers usually happen in the upper, the the high desert, and sometimes they get reach a little the mountains, bit. Not not enough to actually do. But any benefit? Yeah, nothing to benefit. Just like a like a cloud burst and then goes through. So, from when was our last rainstorm? I think our biggest rain season for some it like starts in January and ends in March. That's pretty much what we, we had expect. Rain, rain. Measurable rain a couple months. Right yeah. Now. So, uh, where April was our last rainstorm? No, March. March. We're worried about the before okay. deaths. That's uh, right. Memorial. Right. So we haven't had rain since March. Well, we're in. Me. Yeah. We've had that that June freezing gloom. freezing yeah. temperature. Yeah. June gloom. May gray. It was something rainy, not at event. Yeah, so it was rain like for some misty, yeah. but not not measurable in the ground rain that soaks the earth. So, 
So oh, that were June, on, July, oh, August. Mo's thing. That's yeah. what it was. It was Mo's thing. Mm-hmm. Get the Mo's last podcast mm-hmm. recording. Yeah, you got to bring him back so it rains again. Yeah, maybe. So, <laughs> so yeah, so... Um, Anything else you want to share about the Oyas, or I think we covered it? Yeah, yeah just definitely check shape. the website on no. homestead.org. It's hard to Google. describe without seeing them, mm-hmm. but once you see them, then you'll get the whole point. Yeah, so. But we were shipping them out now. You can buy them online, and, um, you know, call us, and we'll try to explain it better. Any questions, definitely post it. We'll answer it when, if we're not. After 15 years of using them, it, like I said, it's a little too second nature for us. It, we don't, we don't exactly remember everything that... Could go wrong or needs to be described. So, yeah. So, I want to remind people that the Urban Homestead radio um, show or radio show is available on um, many platforms. So, if you want to find your platform, go to urbanhomestead.org/slash podcast and you can listen on your computer or smartphone all over the world. Um, Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org, also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, we really want to hear your comments and feedback, leave reviews, and tell us what you think so subscribe. we can subscribe to the yeah, and subscribe, so. yeah, subscribe, and so we can tailor or and evolve these podcasts to uh, what our and listeners your questions want to hear. Yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, so. Well. All right, so thanks for listening in. Until next time. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, 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 help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. We've come to the end of this show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in again. Until next time, this is Annie, Justin, Jordan. Keep Keep on on growing. Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.